Hey, Boo. I'm Deanna. And I am Elvia. And we've been besties for over 15 years. That's right. And welcome to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone Podcast, where we're going to be giving you guys all the tips and advice on the things we wish we would have learned when we were younger. From relationships, like living with your man, girl, I complain, complain about it all the time. She sure does. Or talking about that single life and getting your flirt on. Ooh, honey. You trying to find that guy to make your corazón go beady beady bomb bomb? Yeah! <laughs> that's good. But that's not all. We also are going to be discussing so many other topics like career highs and lows. To wellness because we all need a little namaste. Ooh, yes, queen. And we're going to be joined by some of our expert amigas to cover all these topics and provide you guys with some practical tips to live your best life. We sure will, girl. Please join us and be part of our amigahood. You don't want to miss us being our best and most blondie selves because we're so blondie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please don't forget to subscribe and we can't wait to hear from you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bestie Bestie Boom Boom Podcast. I'm Elvia. Huh? What is she saying? What is Selena saying? <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know what that sound like, oh that was that came out of your mouth right now, but that wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't it. I just tell you that much. Oh, my God. That sounds like when I tooted and booted, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh, TMI. We are recording right now. <laughs> my, bo- my booty be making a, 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 a little bitty bitty bum bum song. <laughs> like Tiffany Haddish says, pretty girls poop too, okay? <laughs> it's true. We poop too. <laughs> it is true. We gotta normalize yes. this shit. You know what I'm saying? Normalize the shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. Uh, we are back, guys. Uh, officially. And, uh, girl, how's your week been? My week was busy as hell for work, for sure. Like, way too many things to do. Busy reading a bunch of applications. Um, I mentored two girls through this nonprofit called Scholar Match. So I also have to work with them. Not have to. It is my choice and I love it. Don't want to make it sound like it's a chore. But um, I've been working with them and um, doing just a lot of work. Uh, right before that I went on vacation with my family which was really nice got to spend some time with my sister-in-law my very new sister-in-law that officially joined the family uh, late March so it was nice to spend some time together even though there were, were California wildfires that were completely kind of ruined our vacation in terms of like a lot of the things we wanted to do but you can't tell Mm -hmm. nature what to do you know nature's gonna do what nature does so we made the best of it it was still absolutely gorgeous I will absolutely go back we went to the Monterey Carmel Big Sur area and it was beautiful like I definitely even with the smoke Like, I I can't believe what it looks like. I can't even imagine what it looks like when it's, like, beautiful and gorgeous, you know? Um, Yeah, and the week was busy, and I have been waiting in anticipation for the past weekend we just had. Um, But but maybe we could, you can tell us how your week was, and then we'll jump into that. Guys, we have so much to catch up. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I've done nothing, and then like this week just happened to be a lot yeah. of stuff. 
but like really we ain't live I'm not gonna say I'm living my best life over here like traveling all the time <laughs> but Elvie and I happened both at the same exact time to be going up north mm-hmm. I was in Lake Tahoe and she was supposed to go like she mentioned to Yosemite but it was not planned or anything and we were yeah. not meeting up well anyways those two places are not that close no, to each not. other so yeah I went to Lake Tahoe it was so nice girl like Oh my god, I forgot what it's like to like just be somewhere else and like wake up in a cabin with real air. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's silly to say because we were also amidst all yeah. the fire. It was it wasn't that um, fresh. It wasn't that fresh, but it was like just nice not to be in your yeah. home. Um both like my boyfriend and I we went up for uh we met up with another couple. It was their birthday. These are Juan's friends, or I guess old co-worker that he's still really good friends with. So the cabin was beautiful. Lake Tahoe was so beautiful. It was nice. I mean, we didn't take any time off, so we both worked. And honestly, I have so much going on that I actually didn't leave the cabin for two days straight, mm-hmm. which is kind of lame to be all the way up there. But I knew this was going to be the case, so... It was fine. Yeah. It was so nice. Yeah, we got to spend a little time at the lake. We did a little bit of biking and then uh, barbecuing, and it was nice. It was really, really nice. We did fly, so we went to the airport. Um, we did fly to San- Sacramento and then drive to Lake Tahoe. So it was, like, very interesting to be at the airport at a very different time. Mm-hmm. It's been fine. Um, it was a, It was a long long tough week but but it was nice getting away for a little bit um and then getting ready for our photo mm-hmm. shoot, yeah which we just wrapped it was this weekend if you follow us on social media you saw some hot fire looks we were we came with the looks okay we were serving all the looks Okay. Yes, it was so fun, um, or yeah. at least that felt really nice to me. Um, and then we got there. We were able to check in early, so we were like, "Cool, everything's going amazing, awesome." Um, when we get there, I text my friend. I'm like, "Hey, we're here. You should park here." You know, telling her all the logistical details, and. It was my job to book the makeup artist. So I also messaged the makeup artist and said, hey, look. Um, well, it's not your job. We don't got jobs. But, like, El- we gave Elvia the, like, the task. Like, yeah, girl, I'll look up the end. <laughs> you know, and I and I think I volunteered to do that, too. Uh, <laughs> no, I just say that because of my joke at the end. I was like, I, you had one job. Okay, anyways, um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I swear I'm, I'm not on drugs right now. I'm just a little hyper. Um, okay, so we, I get there. I message the makeup artist. And I get no answer, but um, we're, like, busy unpacking. We literally unpacked every single clothing item we brought because Diana and I are fucking extra. How many outfits would you say you packed or brought? Mm, at least 10 yeah and (laughs) you know because we're extra like that she also brought 10 pairs of shoes you know yeah I did so how many outfits did we end up wearing I think four right four so I mean it's fine you know it we're, we're gonna do us so it was great to also be able to pick options like seeing all that we brought and then like getting um, inspired by those outfits too. So that was great. Um, so we get there, message the makeup artist. Um, no answer. Then I'm like, okay, let me start doing my hair. At this point, it's like she's supposed to be there at noon and it's already like a couple minutes past noon, you know. Diana and I aren't super punctual people. So I don't hold, I don't find it such a big deal when if somebody is late. 
what was starting to worry me is that I had not gotten any response at all. Um, so I was like, shit, what if I fucking fucked up? <laughs> and then Diana was like, well, like, you know, does she have this? Does she have an email? Does she have that? So I started, I emailed her. Then I realized she had a phone number there. So I, I ended up calling the number. Nobody answers. I think I called the number again, maybe. I don't remember. And nobody answers. So then I decided to text. And this is where shit got fucking weird. I just get like this weird ass response from her. Like that doesn't even make sense to the question I was asking. I was saying like, hey, we're here. Where are you? It's almost 1230 and you're not here. And the response made no sense to what I asked. Then I said, hey, is this blah, 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 makeup artist? Actually, why are we trying to keep her anonymous? Because she deserves no business. Um, and, and then she said something that she was basically, I don't know, like getting high and drunk. And we were like, what? This is so weird. So... I'm like it's what if it's like somebody else that grabbed your phone I don't know at this point I feel like me and Diana were like weirded out but also trying to give the benefit of the doubt but also like what the hell are we gonna do if we can't get our makeup done (laughs) oh but the can you hear me the worst part about all, well, not the worst, but it's like Elvie and I didn't really bring any yeah, makeup. Yeah, like nothing. Like, like I literally brought makeup, a brush. We are makeup queens. Like we are. Like we have too many palettes, too many lipsticks, too many brushes. We have all the things, and neither one. I mean, we brought like some stuff, but like definitely not for like a photo yeah. shoot. And because and... we've been inside, and. I've also spent a good amount outside. I'm like not even my foundation color anymore. You know, like that foundation does not even match me remotely at all. Um, and the same was for Diana because we also had both self-tanned because we wanted to have the glow, you know, and the leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What did we do, Diana? I feel like I've been talking forever. Oh, yeah. No, no worries, girl. <laughs> so then after that, um, we decided, like, fuck this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she completely fucking ghosted us. But we were never pissed. Like, nobody was upset or anything. So then we're like, all right, girl. We just have to, like, find. Let's see who who we can find. So we put out fillers. So we posted on Instagram. We posted on Facebook. I was like, girl, you maybe contact this person. Let's, like, Google, you know, the Uber makeup artist on demand service. Or, like, who do you know in the area? Email them or text them. See what they recommend. Like, Mind you, at this point, it's already, like, one thirty, And we're like, shit, this was the only day to shoot. And we are working against time because we need light. So I was like, oh, my cousins live here. I, I'm going to hit them up and say, like, do you know of anybody? Right. So I hit up my cousins. And they actually hit me back, which was awesome. And they called me and they're like, oh, my God, that's so messed up. Like, that really sucks. Like, I actually like I don't know if anybody who can like jump on the spot. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. My daughter does really good makeup. But like she does really nice makeup. And I was like, girl, come through, you know, like we, at this point, you probably do makeup better than we do. So if you're comfortable, like come through, but the caveat of course was an array of foundations and an array of all the things that maybe you guys need specifically because she's not a makeup artist. She doesn't carry all that stuff. So we decided Let's just go forward with my, it's, it's my cousin's daughter. Her name is Nicole, and she's the true MVP in all this story. Mm-hmm. 
And so we run to, so she agrees. We run to Ulta um, and buy the whole Ulta. store. Yeah. <laughs> Spent way too much damn money. But we were, I was like, whatever, like, let's just get a whole bunch of stuff, things we need, right? Like, like lashes, the foundation. Elvie and I both had a, we want a little extra tan. So we got that glow going, but none of our foundations match. Yeah. So, so we had to get color. By the way, which that shit is so hard when you can't test nothing. Yeah, and they're, they're and literally they're like holding like, it up to the light. Like, like, like yeah, I think that looks good. And you're like, okay, I hope I don't look like the orange man. Like, it, I I don't want to look like a Cheeto. Please don't make me look like a Cheeto. One honey. <laughs> Yeah, so it was just basically like us running around. We like went and grabbed food real quick, went back to the room. And we were just like, she did our makeup. She did a phenomenal job. Like, I was like, damn, I'm pretty. Like, that was literally my reaction because I felt really good. And she did such an amazing job, right? She did such a great job. She was amazing. She was fantastic. And it was just. And you know what was meant to be was meant to be. And and I feel like um, we learned the next time we will definitely bring our own makeup. And (laughs) um, that, you know, like, I think in the end, we also inspired and gave somebody motivation to do something that they like to do but maybe didn't think you know they they should be doing that right now right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so it was so great and then by the time we got finished dressing all that it was maybe like 6 p.m right and the sun sets around 7 30 so we're like it was like a fight to the finish to make sure we get to the sun um our first look was (laughs) suits uh that were mine was like a pink lavender color diana's was a peach i mean you'll see you guys will see the pictures i mean you guys have probably already yes yes we were trying to go for that power boss bitch aoc through. you know but sort of beyonce and jay-z too you know what i'm saying like we're a a power couple Like, this is our engagement photo shoot. (laughs) But, like, like, not cute. Like, we're a badass couple, you know? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, so we we did that. The pictures came out amazing. Our friend Veronica is, like, she's my friend. I've known her since I was in sixth grade. So I've known her even longer than Diana. And she's such an amazing person. She's so talented. The pictures came out so amazing. Um, we're so excited to see all of them. Um, yeah. No, it was an incredible time. It was it was really cool. Also really hard. I don't know about y'all, but if you've ever done a photo shoot, let me tell you, honey, you're like, I'm cute, but like, posing and your face and your body and it's too much it was like it's really hard it's really hard to like feel pretty like all day (laughs) and then like posing and shaping your body and like making sure you know like you're giving the angles and the looks and like you laugh but you don't laugh too hard you smile but don't smile too hard you know, like, be happy, but soft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm a big fan of candid photos. Like, I don't like them to be super posy. I like when they're just, like, you, however you look normally. Like, Elvie and I, pretty much if we're together, we're just laughing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to feel like us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also think we boss, bitch. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted it to be us. And so, But it's, like, you're laughing, but, like, fake laughing, and it's it's really, it's awkward. And, you know, Elvie and I were, like, we bow down to the models now. Like, this is too much work. Mind you, we're in Palm Springs. And it's, it's 120 degrees outside. It is hot as yeah. hell. Uh, 
Girl, there was but like anyway. titty sweat, booty sweat, all the sweat everywhere. Oh, everywhere. I didn't even think I could sweat. I was sweating. We didn't also mention our other achievement while we were getting our makeup done. Oh, this, yeah, I forgot. We about stayed that. at a hotel that I thought, like, we stayed at this hotel because it's like it had the look and feel that we were going for. We could do a lot of pictures there. It was not cheap. It's definitely, I'm sure, not the most expensive hotel. But, like, for the price that you pay, we have to admit, it's kind of ratchet and grimy. <laughs> and there was a huge fight that broke out. Yeah. We're getting our, like, our neighbors. Where they were literally kicking somebody's ass and clearly up against the wall that we are on our side. And, of course, you know, us, we were all up on that wall trying to hear what was going on, looking at that peephole, like, ooh, ooh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what's happening. I was like, if this becomes an investigation show, I want to be interviewed and tell them exactly what we yeah. did, you know? It was scary, though. Like, it sounded like... They were kicking yeah, somebody around funny. that was unconscious. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening? We called the front desk. So we weren't, like, sitting there idly. But obviously, we're not going to go because we're not trying to get killed either. Um, so we we called the, the front desk downstairs. It did sound like somebody came. It It did stop. So that was good. <laughs> but it was definitely a lot. It was scary. Yeah, so that so we're getting our makeup done. We're losing time. We're trying to be chismosos because like apparently some crazy shit is going down next door. But in the end, everything fell through as it needed to. And we got some awesome yeah, and even the next day we took some too, which we haven't really seen those, but we will, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was so fun. Uh, even our drive back was so fun. We got to like talk more and laugh, and we were cracking up about like all the things as me and Diana do. Um, our little brunch, like that was nice too. We ate really good food actually. <laughs> on our trip as uh shouldn't surprise you because you know our good times usually evolve around good food and drinks i would say uh absolutely <laughs> yep all in all it was a successful photo shoot super excited we wanted to bring fresh new content to the page fresh new content to our website and just be able to utilize like cool content that really is reflective of us mm -hmm. clearly in a 15 year friendship and as much time as Elvie and I have spent together we have tons of photos our library runs deep but it doesn't run deep with professional pictures <laughs> it runs deep with like party pictures drunk pictures selfies you yeah know, crazy mm -hmm. pictures and they're not like this mm -hmm. not serving these kinds of looks so it was really nice. And I actually recommend to everyone, we often think about like investing in pictures with like our families or if you have kid, like family portraits or like that engagement photos or, you know, your, your married pictures. But like you don't actually take pictures with friends like these are this is like some, somebody who's so significant to your life and you want to have like really nice pictures. And I actually think that everyone should take pictures with their friends. Yeah. It's kind of a really dope thing. It to is do. amazing. So regardless of the podcast, we have like these pictures forever, and you know it's just really nice to to have like professional done pictures that you can like blow up and like frame. Yeah. And like just have a yeah. Row. Like who? I mean, who knows how how long we'll have this podcast? I don't know if we'll have a podcast when we're eighty years old. Maybe you know who knows. Right. <laughs> But, like, if we have grandchildren and children by that time, like, we could show you, like, look at your your tia Diana and, your, and, and me, you know, like, we was baddies, okay? We was baddies. <laughs> we were, we were I don't know baddies. if I'm going to be saying baddies when I'm 80. I probably will, you know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Anyways, we are now back, and Elvie and I have to, like, get back into the swing of things. I have to tell you, girl, like, I um, started... Okay, you miss sorry, me? I'm starting to work out. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. 
on the day already. Mm-hmm. And I had to start, I didn't have to. I decided to, I'm making the choice to start a diet. That, you know, my girl, Stephanie Castellano, shout out to you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Episode number six, one of our favorite episodes, one of our favorite guests. Um, I hit her up, I DM'd her because she's been working out, getting it right and tight. But also her trainer looks like a beast and her workouts really looks like the kind of workouts I like. So I was like, girl, I need to get on that. Yeah. So I just start. I started seeing the same trainer that she sees, that she was seeing, that she's still seeing actually. Actually, his name is Mo- uh, Muscles by Monty. He's so dope, so amazing. Just like one of the best trainers I've ever had. And the, he sent me a diet and the diet starts today. And it's like, really hard <laughs> not really hard but it's a very strict and he straight up was like girl you cannot have a potato chip okay no <laughs> don't you dare look diet. at a potato chip and he's like no 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 there's no like oh i'm just gonna have this one thing of this one time none of that and so like you know you really have to train your brain because it's so easy to fall back into your normal kind of shitty habits mm-hmm. i know for me it is um so let's see how this goes. Fingers crossed, yeah. girl. Fingers crossed. Uh, but the workouts have been super intense and really great. And I'm always so damn sore. So I'm hoping, I'm like, I have a goal of 20 pounds. Because he was like, what's your goal? So my goal is 20 pounds over the next three months. I think that that's not like crazy. And really, I just want to feel better about myself. So if if I don't hit 20 pounds, it's fine. Yeah. You know? What that, matters is that you you know, have healthy habits and you feel good about yeah. yourself. You're healthy. And I can literally, you know, Heather McMahon always says this. She's like, I hate when people are like, it's body positivity. You know, she talks about that. Like, I kind of feel that way. She's like, but I can't butt in my jeans. <laughs> like, like, okay, but like, I've taken it a little bit overboard, you know, like I am all, I, I feel that way. Like I am, you know, I'm all body positive, but like, I'm at that point where like my jeans don't go. Yeah. Like, You're I'm at your emergency weight. <laughs> I am at my emergency weight and I just need to check my ass. And clearly this stems from like anxiety, stress, right. eating, being careless, right. not being mindful, like all of those things. It's not like, and you know, each one of us knows where our body thrives. Whatever that means mm-hmm. to you, yeah. that could mean other things, very different things. But for me, where I'm most comfortable is not where I'm at right now. So I don't want to bitch. I want to do something about it. So your girl, she's doing something about mm-hmm. it. So pray for me, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> yeah, you'll do great, I'm sure. And that's it. That's the catch up for the week. It's been nice. So get excited for our new Fresh, hot, new content coming yes. through. Caliente. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm uh, excited for this next episode. Uh, well, thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy this next episode. Um, thanks for catching up with us. Um, and until enjoy enjoy this episode, but don't forget to subscribe, listen, leave us a review, follow us, share it with your friends. Yeah. Until next time, bye. Bye. Back everyone to the Bestie Bestie Boom Boom podcast. We are so excited today to have Erin Brown, a health coach and well-being advocate, the creator and founder of live well with Aaron. Welcome, girl. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Elvira. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. You know, this is a topic that is so close to Elvie and I's heart, um, upbringing, something we care so deeply about, especially in our community. Um, Something we know that we were never really given a lot of guidance on. So, so we're thrilled to have these types of conversations um, and, and excited uh, to have you on. Thank you. I'm so excited about this conversation. I cannot wait to share with you both. And I am a big fan of your show. So excited to be here. Thanks. All Thanks. right. So, 
So let's jump into it. Um, Aaron, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, your background, what you currently do, and what led you to it. Sure. So I am a certified health and life coach based in Chicago, and I am on a mission to help high achieving women really step into their self-worth to reclaim the holistic well-being that they crave. And this work really became important to me because I spent years in a demanding graduate program and then a demanding career in business consulting. And I, I really burned out. I just felt lost and unfulfilled. And I knew there had to be a better way because I don't know about you too, but it's like you do all the right things that people tell you should make you happy and successful. And it's just like, okay, I've done all those things and this still feels really shitty. Story <laughs> so of our lives. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do differently. So I really took charge. Um, you know, I didn't know what a wellness coach was. I didn't know, you know, I'm a black woman. I didn't know other black women who were doing this. I didn't know anybody in my life who would, who, I didn't know this was a profession that you could even do. So I just started really, you know, figuring it out on my own, started going to therapy, understanding my emotional triggers, changing my eating habits, starting a meditation practice and so many other things. And, you know, what I discovered was that I felt great. I was happier, even more successful at work, honestly, which surprised me. And I wanted to help other women come to the same aha moment and discover that they can truly have what they want on their terms and create a path to get there. Girl, I love that. I, I'm going to say this, that I 100% agree with the fact that you felt like you did all the right things and still unfulfilled. LV and I have talked about this a lot. And I like we talk a lot about, you know, growing in our career. And I'm like, you know, Elvia, no matter how much money I've made, you know, when I was making no money, when I've been making over six figures, I'm like, I still haven't feel satisfied. And like, I've realized that neither money nor a role title nor checking all the boxes like satisfies me, you know, like there's specific things I really need from my organization, the company that I'm a part of, my managers. And I know it's something you sort of learn, but, but I, I totally agree that you can check all the boxes, make all the money, have all the fancy titles, the corner office and still not feel satisfied. Yeah. Totally. I just actually saw something that um, actually one of our previous guests posted, Stephanie Castellanos, where she was talking about how, um, you know, like don't aim for a role or a title that a lot of that she talks to high level executives like every day and they're all miserable. Um, they are so unhappy with where they are because they're ch- you were always told, you know, chase higher be like your success was always kind of determined on this title or like a position that you have not and and not really focused on like your joy what brings you happiness what you know makes you you what motivates you every day so yes I love I love what you're doing and the work that you're doing and it's absolutely important yeah and what you actually just said brought up something in my mind that um as people of color we feel like it's a privilege to even think about oh you know what would make me feel most fulfilled you know yeah because we we come from communities where it's more like okay we need to survive we need to take care of people um we need to focus on being successful and then you know sort of the other stuff is sort of put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. I think it's 100% a big problem in our community and something that I think generationally we're healing from, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have, Elvie and I were just talking about this, you know, coming from immigrant families where they're like always in survival mode. I was just joking. I was like, girl, you think your mom, our moms were never like, okay, Miha, these are the tools you need for self-care. Uh, for self-reassurance you know yeah this, this is, is how, you, how go- you show up for yourself <laughs> like no way right your mom our moms were always in hustle survival mode right how am I going to feed my kids how am I going to pay my bills I'm going to manage all of it and like without complaint and never putting myself first and always making sure that I'm taking care of everyone else 
right? That's like the life we were often shown. And I think when it comes to work too, there's this pride that comes in this community of, well, my daughter, you know, she, she's the executive of blah, blah, blah. And you're like, it doesn't, yeah, but she's miserable and unhappy and de- fully depressed. It's like, I wouldn't be proud of that, you know? But it's like, they care so much sometimes about like outside um, reputation and mm-hmm. outside satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And like to them, that's deemed success, right? Um, and I think a lot of times we put the pressure on ourselves because we know the sacrifices our parents did. Therefore, we're going to become the highest role, the highest paid, et cetera, et cetera. And I just like think it's so important that we, we, we um, re-look at what it means to be a successful, thriving human, right? Mm-hmm. And that we then pass on these tools and resources to the next generation, to our kids and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So Aaron, um, you talked a little bit about like what um, kind of helped you create your brand, but can you talk a little deeper about how, what kind of work you're doing with women in order for them to create this life for themselves? Yeah, so, you know, Live Well with Erin was really my opportunity to share my knowledge based on my personal experience, my coaching certification training, my client work that can help others live well, too. So part of it was just really wanting me, my community, everyone I'm sharing with to be on this journey together, because I really think that, you know, for as long as I'm here on this earth, I'll be on this journey to experience as much well-being as I can handle and I know that will look different in different seasons of my life so as I'm learning growing experiencing coaching writing my blog I I just want others to be alongside me and that in their own path and gain insight from what I share and also feel empowered to go within and see what that looks like for them to live well Um, and initially I began by offering a holistic health program which is something I still offer today um, a 90 day program that's really been all about integrating new habits that are aligned with the outcomes of improved physical health, reduced stress, more energy and vitality, and just a greater self-awareness of the triggers that might cause us to self-sabotage. And recently I decided to take that a step further and build out Live Well by Design, which is a really intense coaching program over six months that's helped my clients dig into um, how they can just create fulfilling lives, you know, to what you mentioned before, defining success on their own terms. So it includes the holistic health component, but it all it also adds more of the life coaching component of fulfillment and really adding fulfillment as an ingredient to well-being. Because I feel like our definition of well-being wellness is sort of limited. And I want to look at, you know, how else can we nourish what our soul really wants from us? and create this beautiful life where we experience so much joy and self-love and abundance. So it's a program that I'm really proud of. I love it. So needed. Absolutely so needed. Um, All right. So kind of going off of that, I would love to dig a little bit deeper and talk about specifically health and wellness in the Latino and Black, Indigenous, people of color communities or lack thereof, as we were mentioning earlier. Because I'm assuming that this is a big part. You know, you care a lot about this community, being a part of this community and serving this community that I think really needs what you are building. Um, Specifically around, you know, showing up for yourself, self-worth, boundaries. Like, what are some tips that you offer uh, up to them? Or what is it that you see often in this community that you think, we are, we really need, I know, and I know I'm generalizing, this is a very individualistic, sort of unique person by person, but over, overarching tip based on, you know, our communities. Yeah. And, you know, I can say, first of all, I, I need to acknowledge what we're up against. Um, even though, as you mentioned, everyone's individual experience is different, but collectively, you know, um, our society, we've been impacted by colonization. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been subject to a collective conditioning that um, as people of color, we are inherently less worthy or that our worth has to be proven. 
Um, and there, there's actual data showing that we have to often work twice as hard to get the same recognition, credibility, opportunities. And then there's, you know, systemic oppression that impacts us to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just really, you know, there's a lot up against us in terms of, um, you know, finding that sense of self-worth, feeling that we are worthy of, you know, having success on our terms, wellness on our terms, expressing who we really are. Um, and for me, an unexpected outcome of my wellness journey is becoming more unapologetic that having a great life is my birthright. Mm -hmm. So something that I really emphasize in my coaching and I, you know, emphasize on social media is that it's, it's really important for people of color to really understand that this is our birthright to have great lives, even though the world may tell us differently. Um, we have to be committed to, you know, taking small steps to build that self-worth for ourselves, appreci appreciate what's unique about our heritage, appreciate what's unique about our culture, appreciate the contributions we've made, you know, to the collective, even if they're not always recognized or even if, um, you know, they're co-opted we still have to so it's like part of it is constantly pouring into ourselves and um continuing to remind ourselves of what's beautiful about who we are our culture individually and then making small steps little by little to you know kind of celebrate yourself whether you know i something i love to do i've written about it is creating a brag list um and it honestly helps me feel more in my worth about what the life I want to have. So I create a list of the things that I did well each day. And I just write down three things and I'm not doing it to, you know, be arrogant, but I'm doing it because in a world where we're sometimes being told that we are less than we have to like fill our own cup. Mm -hmm. Right. So that brag list helps me, it affirms me. Um, I have sometimes affirmations on post-its around my apartment on my bathroom mirror you know, little reminders to help me just remember that I am inherently worthy because I exist. So those are just a few tips. I mean, there's so many things I do from just really, you know, uh, nourish, like how I feed myself with nourishing foods, how I take care of my body, working on my self-talk, like being really mindful of that. There's so, so many things to do, but I just think it's like really making it a practice, whatever works for you to pour into yourself. Oh, girl, in a world where we're being told we're less than, fill your own cup. So yeah, snapping over here for that. <laughs> no, I, I love that what you said, that living apologetically is my birthright. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like that needs to go on a banner in my room. <laughs> I tried to channel Rihanna. <laughs> She's like my spirit guide. Yeah, she definitely lives up upon it unapologetically all the time. She's definitely somebody I, I... That just, like, confidence and everything she exudes is, like... It's infectious just to, like, see her. I mean, it's not like I know her. None, none of us do, but... You know, it's infectious just to see that and, and somebody live their life like that. And definitely something I aspire to have one day. I have a, a, a just kind of like a comment. I recently posted, Erin, um, I saw this really great quote that said, uh, girl, know that you're already dope. Stop trying to find validation in celebrations or other people telling you you're great, like you are already great. And I think that this idea of filling your own cup and, and creating a brag sheet is a lot of that, right? And I say that personally. I actually got a lot of comments on that saying, like, I need this too because a lot of people feel this way, right? Where we're always willing to, like, give compliments and, and, and hype up our girlfriends, right? Girl, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're smart. You're this. You're that. But, like, we never do that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're always looking for outside validation to say we are great and we are smart and we are enough. And it's like, how can we do a better job of doing that for ourselves? Because 
in turn, we will be greater at and better at and more self-assured in any of your life capacity. I often imagine like how much we could love ourselves more if we treat ourselves like we treat our friends. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know? Like we're so kind and affirming. We hype each other up. And it's like, what if we talk to ourselves that mm-hmm. way? And why don't we? Yeah. So it's just, you know, I just see that as an invitation. I love that quote. It's such an invitation to to really love on ourselves more. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I am, I do this all the time too. And it's definitely something I want to get better at. Um, and I I try to remind myself, but you know, it's, it's work and it's, you know, it takes time to get to that place where you're like, I just called my friend a badass. I'm a badass too. <laughs> and this is why. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I have so, a follow-up question. Uh-huh. Sorry, Alvy, I'm going to jump in here. Right. You talked about, um, like, you do this by nourishment, right? You do these posts, you do all these things. How did you learn to get to that point where you're creating these daily, healthy, mindful habits? I think that, like, Elvie, I don't know if you feel this way, girl, but, like, you know, we could do it for like one or two days or maybe one week is good, but like the next three weeks are bad, you know, yeah. like how do we really establish them the way we establish other habits in our life? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question. So I'm always experimenting. I'm always reading books, listening to podcasts. I would call myself like a, a personal development junkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always, you know, that person who like wants to attend a retreat and I really have always been interested in just picking up little nuggets of advice from different people, trying it out on myself, seeing what I like, leaving the rest behind. I think a huge part of anyone's wellness journey is to be open to experimenting, um, being patient with yourself, seeing what works with you or works for you, because what one person says works for them may not work for you, but it takes time and patience and trying new things. There have been things that I try where I'm like, uh, that's not really doing anything for me, but I'm going to keep this one little tip, you know, that I want to do every morning um, that will really help me or I've noticed helped me. So it's been a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, that's interesting. I just think it's so hard to like put those um, actual tips into action and not just into action, into daily action, right? Because real progress happens over things that we do daily right and I mean that in every aspect yeah. of our life if you're doing a gratitude journal you're going to feel more grateful daily if you're really pra- practicing that um, for a long period of time right the same is with healthy eating or money management or whatever you know you, we can name a hundred other things it's like it only becomes a real practice when it's when it's like rooted in your day and it's not something you negotiate on, right? You're like, no, 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 I'm sorry, girl. We're not going to go brunching because I, I got to meditate this morning, you know? <laughs> I'm not skipping that. I'm right. not skipping out on that. Or I have to yeah. work out or I'm going to do these things for myself. Absolutely. It's our habits that create our quality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that for me, I don't know all of you, but for me, that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I think so, too. Like, I, I... I tr- consistency is what's the hardest part like mm-hmm. just being consistent it's it's always things I want to do like I want to wake up every day do sunrise yoga do my meditation before I start my day you know but like do I do that no absolutely not um and you know sometimes if I do that a couple times a week I'm like okay you know I did it I did it you know, not 100% maybe where I want to be, but I am working towards that. And hopefully one day I'll get there. <laughs> but it is so hard. It does take a lot of, in itself, to care for yourself. It takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, you know, it was, it's interesting because I was, um, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. He leads these meditation retreats. I've never been to one, but I've read his book and he focuses a lot on meditation and sort of rewiring your brain to pick up new habits. And something that he always 
says like at the beginning of one meditation is love yourself enough to do this. And I was like, wow, I have to love myself enough to give myself 20 minutes to meditate. And I just, and I started thinking that way with other habits. Like I need to love myself enough to get on this Peloton bike right now. (laughs) You know, like I need to love myself enough to make sure I meal prep so that, you know, I don't have to like figure out what to eat for lunch and then order something that I shouldn't have eaten because I wasn't, you know, prepared. So um, I really tried to tie it back to that and, you know, really see that these good habits are a form of self-love. And if I'm not doing those things, you know, I, I hate like making, I don't think we should ever feel guilty, but it's more, I think an invitation to be in a state of curiosity, like why, why didn't I do that? You know, Um, sometimes the reason why we don't get up to do yoga is maybe we really don't, maybe yoga isn't what we should be doing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something else that would actually be, that would make us happier. Mm -hmm. Maybe we think we should be doing yoga in the morning when there really should be getting more rest, Mm -hmm. you know, that could be it too. So it's just interesting to, you know, be in a state of curiosity to kind of reflect on maybe why you weren't able to do it. And maybe if there's something that could make it easier for you to follow through or maybe you know maybe there's another strategy I feel like we all have strategies that work for us and it's just about sort of hacking into it to figure out what what really works for you know sort of our unique motivation and goals Elvio you should put an alarm with reggaeton music girl just get up and like get hype in the morning drop it like it's hot girl and then you'll get real motivated for your day I, I actually, it's so funny because I used to do that. I went to Trinidad earlier this year. And when I came back, I was like playing soca and I would get out of bed and play soca in the oh morning. Oh my gosh, what a great way to wake up. It is, imagine. Yeah. It's so fun. If, if there's one place that brings happiness, if you were to think of like what, what brings us joy, like that music and dancing is, is one of them. Like maybe I should incorporate that more in my daily life. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like especially in how we're living our lives now because of COVID like it's so different and you can do things and you don't have this rush like literally me my commute to work is five steps so you're not like oh my god I have to leave now because the traffic and blah 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 and this and that I mean we I don't know if you drive to work um, you know regularly but that those are things that we are like, I can't do that because, or I can't eat breakfast or I can't take care of myself in this way because I have to get to work and commute. And that is now taken away. And we are in a sense given the gift of time for, for some of us, not everybody. At least I feel this way. And I'm, I still find myself like not fully taking advantage of that essential gift that I've been given. You know, being that my commute is five seconds to my desk (laughs) or my bed. (laughs) Yeah, same. I work from home, too. And it's funny because I think during the earlier parts of this whole pandemic, I was, you know, feeling a little depressed, anxious. And it was hard for me to be motivated to work out just because I was sort of dealing with the, you know, emotions around this whole thing and just the uncertainty around it. Um, so I think, you know, we, we do have all the time in the world and, you know, to some extent, I do think we can still be a little gentle with ourselves and, you know, sort of what we're individually going through during this time, Mm -hmm. but with more time on our hands. Yeah. I mean, it is a gift because it was funny, like before this pandemic, I was like, I wish I could just go to a retreat so I can spend more time, like to think about myself and what I want and. I feel like this has been like my six month <laughs> long retreat. You know, I have all the time. You're to like, okay, too much. Too, uh, much. too much retreat. <laughs> right. <laughs> be careful what you ask for, right? Exactly. Exactly. I had a friend recently told me we were talking about working out and she was like, surviving is my daily workout. Like I don't, yep. I can't focus <laughs> on working out right now. Like just me getting up every day and doing what I need to do that is my workout and I'm like you know what you're right we have to be kinder to ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> so um let's talk about just wellness and being you know our way of life 
Um, especially given that, you know, it's become such a money making industry. But, you know, how, like, how should we be starting every day in terms of like our wellness journeys? Like, what are some like action steps we can take to make this work for us? And, you know, start incorporating these aspects into our life. And I want to say, and not buy into the bullshit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. There's just too much of that, I think. There is way too much. And early on in my journey, I really did think that wellness was like working out certain studios or going to high-end retreats or shopping at Whole Foods. And, and nothing wrong with those things because I actually do love all of that. But it's really about becoming more attuned to how I can be my own source for well-being and create a life for myself that makes way for physical, mental, emotional, spiritual wellness. So I think everyone should start by taking inventory about um, or taking inventory with what they need to feel well on those dimensions first, just physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and sort of create a vision for yourself. You know, I do this with my clients, like what would it look like at the time you know, by the time we're done working together in six months, like what would it look like for your life to be fundamentally different so that you can have this abundant sense of well-being? And then, you know, really sort of investigating what does it mean for you to be, you know, emotionally well, for instance, does it mean that you understand your stress triggers and, you know, you understand how to deal with them powerfully that, you know, you're not, um, you're setting boundaries on how you're letting people in your life impact you. I mean, there could be so many things, but it starts by first creating that vision and then uh, really understanding by any dimension of wellness, how you can continue to tackle that and level up. Um, Once you know yourself and what you need and give yourself the grace and the patience to try different things it's then about making the time and commitment in your schedule to do these things for yourself. So, you know, in order to make habits stick, um, you, you know, you really have to be committed. It's the idea that it becomes your new normal and how you take care of yourself. So I'm always trying to take my clients to their new normal. And then to take it a step further, it's then going beyond the typical wellness that we think of. And then looking at other areas of your life, like your career, relationships, and social interactions, joy and play, intellectual stimulation, creative expression. I mean, there's so many things, but just looking at everything and questioning where I can feel more fulfilled and alive, and what can I do differently to experience even more well-being in that area. And an example I think of is, you know, especially true during the pandemic, is like a lot of us have been really bored. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we find ways to, you know, continue to um, stimulate our brains, our creativity? Um, how do we engage with people even virtually so that we can just feel not feel like we just, you know, are watching everything that's on Netflix all the time? <laughs> you know, it's just like, how can we continue to just be whole fulfilled people who are like having a great experience of life, even while conditions have changed? Girl, I really love that you said you don't need to, you know, pay for the fancy gyms or boutique yoga studios or shop at Whole Foods. A lot of what you're saying is like these are daily habits that should be free, should be very intuitive um, and should be daily practices that doesn't necessarily require you to invest in, I'm just going to say like, essential oils or some bougie studio or like crystals like although all the like and I say this because I feel like I get caught up in that sometimes like I need collagen and I need that bulletproof and I need that ashwagandha (laughs) you know it's like girl girl. how about you just need to chill take a break and just get some sleep drink some water like that's it what if you You need to spend all this money (laughs) yeah that's like what I get frustrated and I think we become so we buy into that And it's Mm -hmm. really what you're saying is like, no, take a step back, find out, you know, find these creative outlets, find these things that you really need, especially given this time. And a lot of it has nothing to do with like purchasing or Mm -hmm. buying or consuming. 
right? Right. And, you know, during this pandemic, it's like the things that we used to lean on to the things that we thought we needed to create wellness, a lot of that we don't have access to. So, you know, it's really challenged me in the best way. I mean, something that I've started to delve into is breath work to manage my anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's free. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your breath. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone can do it. And it's amazing. So it's just like really leaning into your resources um, and, you know, not seeing your resources as a limitation, but just being creative to see how you can create that well-being for yourself. Yeah, totally. I mean, the things I've done, like, I mean, I guess this did involve me, like, purchasing something, but, like, I have been obsessed with all the women that are so popular right now like skating and dancing and I'm like I want to be her like I want to look that cool on a pair of skates <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> this and if this weren't happening right now I probably wouldn't be picking up new hobbies you know I wouldn't be trying to explore things that bring me joy and happiness in like different ways than than you know, if I were living my regular, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, life, um, I wouldn't be doing those things. And this pandemic has really, like, forced me to look into other ways to bring joy and, you know, like you were saying, not be bored with just sitting at home watching Netflix type of thing. So, and I'm, I'm appreciative of that. I think it's dope. Roller skating, like, that's such a new, cool, like, nostalgic old thing that if it brings you joy and you found it, like, that's so cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I haven't seen the skating. Yeah, there's, like, really cool girls that they, like, put music with, the, and they're just, like, skating in a park, right, Alvia? Or, like, I, yeah, I they posted skate a in parks or, um, well, here in, in California at Venice Beach, there's actually, like, an area where they do like roller dancing and like people are choreographed and they're really, really, really good. Um, So there's a lot of areas here that people do that um, already. And I've always, and I've always found it interesting and like intriguing, but I've never like tried it. You know, I'm just working on being able to like stand up straight and not fall. (laughs) That's where I'm at on this journey. (laughs) I hear you. I haven't skated since I was a kid, yeah. and so I feel like I would struggle right now, but that does not Girl, I get all the knee pads, the elbow pads, the helmet, everything. <laughs> right. Everything. I'm too you old like to be. like a hockey goal. I'm going to need, like, a helmet. A hockey goaler yes. when he's, like, fully padded. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, like, too old to be falling, and, and you know, my, my, my joints. My back is not the same. I don't have a 21 year old back. I have a 33 year old back now. And it's different. It's different. It's different. All right, Erin. Well, we're in our final round. This has been an amazing conversation. So insightful, so valuable. Um, as I mentioned to you, why I started Misinformed Latina, right? It all really stemmed from what I would tell my, my younger 20 year old self. So I'm going to do sort of a double question for you one is knowing what you know now about life in general inclusive of health and wellness but it could be everything and anything like what what would you tell your 20 year old self and what would you really give to young girls today to develop healthy habits so that they're not like I don't know how old you are Erin but Elvia just said we're 33 you know there's so many things I wish I would have established better I think when I think back to those habits that we just talked about I wish they were part of my daily life now. I feel like mm-hmm. I learned them so much later that now changing my habits is harder. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know. Sorry, I, that's a twofold question. That's why. Like, what would you tell your 20-year-old self knowing what you know now? Um, and if you can tell, that's a big part of the audience that we're trying to serve is the young girls, right? We want to level them up so that they are, they are thriving, prosperous, and purposeful humans as they enter, you know, adult life. That's such a great question. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I'm 36 now, and I didn't start on this journey until I was 30. So I felt super late to the game. Um, But 
I would tell my younger self and the younger people out there listening to seek your own answers from within. Um, A lot of people have opinions for what you should do. I always listened to other people. I felt like I needed to take other people's advice. I trusted other people more than I trusted myself. But ultimately, you are the authority on what is best for you. And it's okay to listen to other people's opinions. It's okay to try new things, collect information. But at the end of the day, you really have to listen to your heart and trust your gut to guide you. Just because you're young doesn't mean you don't have that internal wisdom within Mm -hmm. you. And I mean, if I were to say like something that you can do to connect with that, honestly, I think just journaling is like, you know, it sounds very basic, but it's very powerful to reflect on what's happening in your life, how it feels for you. If it doesn't feel right, why that is, if it feels great, why is that? Because that's important information to know too, just so you can reflect on the path that you're on and be consciously aware of it while you're on it. Mm-hmm. Love that, it. Yeah, that's great. Um, what is the best advice that you have ever received? Um, it could either it it could wow, I'm struggling today with my words. It could be from your mom, your grandma, um, a friend, a coach, a mentor, and that is something that you still live by today. So I had a mentor tell me something that I've never forgotten, and it's be your own source. So that is for everything, your own source of power, strength, joy, love. And it doesn't mean that you can't lean on others or receive help from others, receive love, whatever support, but you can't leave it up to others to give you what you need. Otherwise, what you need will be entirely conditional on what people want or are available to give you so it's like how can you be the source for what you need to feel good to be happy to thrive yes that is beautiful a hundred a honey percent (laughs) (laughs) well this has been amazing Erin thank you so much for sharing this space this energy this time we so so appreciate again all of this value and insights Um, especially given our communities, because we really want to do better um, in, in, like I said, healing from from prior generational traumas, showing up for ourselves, giving ourselves love, doing what we need to live a prosperous and joyful, passionate life. Um, Where can people find you and follow you? My website is livewellwitherin.com. And I am very active on Instagram at livewellwitherin. And by the way, Erin is spelled E-R-I-N-N-E. It's a little different. My parents got, you know, they got creative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are eternally grateful for everybody else. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bestie Bestie Boom Boom podcast. Join us next time and have a great day.